I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. And the Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts every day from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hassle protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, I think old athlete slander is really kind of clever. I'm kidding in terms of its cleverness. You know, J.J. Redick earlier this year, he um, he made fun of um, he made fun of Bob Cousy and said, you know, the guys are playing against plumbers and he only dribbled with his right hand. And what what happens is it's OK to talk about the past and even make fun of the past some. 
But when you don't, you don't actually know the history of the sport. It, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, honestly, what JJ said was super embarrassing. Not because it's white guy on white guy play basketball crime. It's because if you knew anything about Bob Cousy, he was actually uh, kind of groundbreaking in a lot of the stuff that he would try and ball handling and shots he took for the time. It's no, you, you just, you have zero understanding of the time that it took place. Additionally, yeah, there is the famous video of him dribbling around with only his right hand. What's crazy is Jordan mostly only went right and Kobe kind of only went right either. It looked a lot better, but I just, it's, it's always clever. Um, there's, there's been a little of the, hey, let's make fun of Larry Bird sort of thing. Like he's been caught in the crosshairs. And my point has always been like, hey, if you like Luca, guess who was better than Luca? It's Larry Bird, right? And most people in the NBA, despite the fact they had a disappointing season, uh, would consider Luca in any conversation the top five players in the game, and he's in his early 20s. And you know, when, when Dirk won an MVP and won an NBA championship, I said, oh, you know, he's like Dirk, only a way better rebounder and in far superior passer, and frankly, a better defensive player. Neither great, but much better, smarter defense player, and won all the time was Larry Bird. But uh, Dennis Rodman, who I hadn't heard from Dennis Rodman in a long time. And then I saw him at a, at a uh, he was at a pride parade earlier this uh, last weekend. Right. And then he was on something called Vlad TV. Take a listen. If Larry Bird played in this era, I think he'd be in Europe. <laughs> So I'm just letting you know, man. Really, you know, I like I said, don't just say you'd be somewhere over there. Because you know, I think his game was fit for Boston at that time in the '80s and stuff like that. You know, but uh, so uh, today's world, oh hell no, there's, there's no way. I'm not just just uh, playing, uh, downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. And uh, but I'm saying no, there's no way. I think the kid from uh, Denver is way better him. Yeah, it's really interesting. He's like, yeah, I, I don't like Larry Bird. I really like Jokic. Like, okay. Well, Jokic is a center. Larry Bird was a wing. What's interesting about the Larry Bird thing is um, that when Isaiah Thomas played against Larry Bird and the Celtics beat them, of course, there's the famous Bird steal. But after one of the games, Isaiah Thomas said, Hey, if Larry Bird was black, he'd be just another guy. Um, Isaiah, in a way in which only Isaiah can, passed the buck and said, you know, basically he echoed what Dennis Rodman said, and that's where he got it from. I, I just, it's, I, I'll just, I, I can't say unequivocally, and I do think comparing eras can be dumb because the sport is different. But what skills does it take? What, what are the skills of players that are elite now in the NBA? First of all, Larry Bird is almost the size, is basically the size of Kevin Durant. <laughs> He's 6'10". You're like, no. Yeah. 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 An unbelievable passer. 
a very good rebounder who led the NBA in scoring. I actually think he'd be better now than he was then. Why? Because he he shot 37% from three. But again, and this is where you can't really make a di- you can't really prove it. But until Larry Bird got to the NBA, there was no three-point line in college or in high school. He could do it, but it wasn't embraced. And just to show he could do it, he won the three-point shooting contest without taking his warm-up jacket off. So if he was arguably or inarguably the greatest scorer three-point shooter in that era, doesn't stand to reason that in this era he would take and make more three-pointers. And if he took and made more three-pointers and the lane was more open, and, oh yeah, by the way, the skills that he had, incredible passer, incredible shooter, incredible shot maker, a guy who could play with and without the basketball, like, what part am I missing? Oh, it's because he's white and not as good an athlete as Jordan or Dominique or, um, like, you pick the guy even of the time. We just watched Jokic dominate the NBA playoffs, and he's not a freak athlete. I brought up Paul Pierce before. Obviously, Magic Johnson comes to mind, and Luka Doncic, and there's plenty of others. And I'm not going to do the dismantling of Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman has never respected Larry Bird. And oh yeah, by the way, telling a guy... I mean, this is the ultimate, like, listen, I, 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 I respect him. It was just Boston at the time, you know, but there's no disrespect, but he'd be playing in Europe right now. Excuse me? You mean one of the two guys that saved the NBA, a back-to-back-to-back MVP, a guy who won, what, they win three NBA titles? He was on the Dream Team? And... Everyone, including Magic Johnson and even Michael Jordan, would tell you that in any conversation of the greats of all time, it'd be Larry Bird. Yeah, this one is Dennis Rodman did a lot of drugs, but he's actually thinking and saying the same things he said when he was playing. None of this has changed. He didn't respect him now. He doesn't respect him then. That's fine. But don't use the era. Oh, well, this era. That just means you haven't watched basketball in this era or you don't understand. And oh, yeah, by the way, it's okay to say, like, here's one of the other things that people always say, well, like, you know, guys are so much more athletic now. You do realize, okay, you do realize that all of those players, if they played in this era, they would have the opportunity to train and eat and be different than they were then. Right? Last week, it was Oscar Robertson, right? Well, who was it? Who was it said Oscar Robertson? I think it was Gilbert Arenas might have said that. This week, it's Larry Bird waiting for somebody to say Magic Johnson. I mean, it's interesting. Magic Johnson wasn't a great athlete. Couldn't really shoot. Not a great defensive player. In any conversation of Magic Johnson should be in the greatest of all time conversation. Really. But no one ever brings up Magic. No one ever says Magic was a bad athlete, even though he was. It was uh, Jason Williams who said it. Ah, uh, Jason Oscar. Williams. That's right. Jason Williams. And Jason Williams, the white chocolate former basketball player. Yeah, not the guy who caught the you know, who uh, shot the limo driver at the. Uh, not not the not Trotter. the Jason Williams that yeah. shot the limo driver. Not the Jason Williams who is at ESPN. It's the Jason Williams who uh, was super flashy from West Virginia. Went to Marshall, then went to Florida, then played for the Sacramento Kings as well as other teams. 
Do you think, Doug, that at Fox Sports Radio, we could hire two uh, old hoop heads, you know, 60s, 70s, and all they do is just say, DeMar DeRozan couldn't handle the 1980s? Like, that's all the podcast is, is just tearing down all players from this era. Think that could be something we could... No, because now if guys are so in their feelings to get to social media, people would be acted like they're the worst case, worst people ever, right? But the good news is, is these guys are old, so they wouldn't even have Twitter to hear this crap. That very would, good point. You know, so it's a very good point. That could be. <laughs> I can't figure out how to work this Twitter thing. Scott's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There was I mean, nobody. Just, there was nobody. I, I, I don't. Huh? I was going to say, there's nobody I feared more, Doug, watching all of those Lakers-Celtics series in the 80s during the Showtime era than Larry Bird. I mean, the, every, the, every time the guy touched the ball, he made a shot from wherever he was. He, he, it was it was unbelievable to watch to watch him play, and I don't, I don't know why people would say things like that. I don't think a ton of people say it. I think guys say it today now because they look at him and he had a mustache and a and all that hair and black shoes, and he didn't look like he was some great athlete, but Larry Bird got it done. I mean, I, I can't name five guys I would rather have in, in a big basketball game than Larry Bird. I, mean, I even think that me, there's a lot, maybe not all, there's a lot of Laker fans to be like, yeah, I love Magic, but I don't know. Bird was pretty damn good, right? Even on the Dream Team, when he was really at the end of his career and his back was hurting, they didn't have to put him on that team per se because of his ability was pretty much like hurt and stuff. They did, and he still was massive contributor to that team because he was Larry Bird. Like all yeah. the players that played with him knew that he was one of the best players in the NBA. Period. Yes. Well, I mean, but but the problem with Rodman's thing is like this is the this is the Pistons are going to be the Pistons, right? Like Isaiah is despised, and Isaiah is trying to go around and make people like him again. But just, I, it's good luck with that. Um. But this is what they did then. It's the same tune that worked for them then, and they're trying to have it work for them now. Right? I mean, this is literally, go back and look, and and I don't know if you remember, Isaiah Thomas had to go on CBS on national TV during the NBA Finals and be like, yeah, I, I didn't really mean it. Larry Bird's great. It was very, very awkward. But it's also really dumb. I, I don't know of anybody in basketball that legitimately agrees with that idea. Larry Bird was awesome. And and he wasn't just a shooter. He wasn't just a passer. He was he led the NBA in scoring. He's a tremendous rebounder. And he won. And I think the year before he got there, what they did they win 19 games or something? Then they won 61 his first year or something ridiculous in terms of turnaround. Ridiculous. So uh, I'm not going to call call Dennis Rodman names. I'm not going to make fun of any of the things he's done. I thought Dennis Rodman is a great player. And yeah, by the way, Dennis Rodman would be a great player today. Because at that point in time in his career, he could guard anybody. He was the best defensive player in the league, made himself in the best rebounder in the league, didn't have to score to dominate a game. You'd, you'd struggle with him a little bit because it is a little four on five, although you know he could be a roller, but he'd be a small ball five. Kind of like Draymond, not nearly as good a passer as Draymond or a shooter as Draymond, but a better a better defender and a better rebounder. But this, well, he was he basically he called him a system player that only worked in that era. That's what he said.
And if you go back to the 80s Celtics when he played against Dennis Rodman, he was the one who was like, yeah, if he was white, he wasn't. If he was black, he would just be a guy. Meanwhile, he lit him up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll hear from Dan Byer in a second. Then, man, I, I, I want to talk some sports business. It's a crazy business world. I, I have a question that I came up this weekend when I was watching sports on TV. I'm going to ask Dan Kaplan, who's covered sports business for a long time, uh, in about five minutes. 
First, though, let's talk some baseball, shall we? In something we call... It's time for... That's baseball. That's baseball is stories that don't make any sense. But in baseball, they do. Because we just say that's baseball. Stop me if you heard this before. The New York Mets lost again last night. This time to Dan Byers Brewers. Who came from behind to beat the Metropolitans. This is the 11th time since June 2nd the Mets have blown a lead to lose a game. They're now eight games under 500. They lost 16 of the last 21 games. Has a team that spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $500 million in free agency this past offseason. Lose 16 of 21. Uh, that, that, is, that is baseball. That's baseball. All right, then there's the uh, team across town in the Bronx. They're actually winning despite not having their star and defending MVP, Aaron Judge, who's out with a toe injury. With no timetable for his return, the Yankees took their series against the first-place Rangers over the weekend, and they're eight games over 500 as they play the lowly A's in Oakland tonight. How do you, ex- how do you explain a team that gave a ton of money to Aaron Judge in the offseason – now they're playing better without him. That's baseball. That's baseball. Okay, and then finally, in the Angels' win over the White Sox last night, Shohei Otani became just the sixth player in history to record 90 hits, 25 home runs, and 10 stolen bases all in the month of June. Oh, yeah, and, and by the way, he didn't play every day because they got to rest him because he pitches. The previous five, three went on to win the MVP that season. How do you explain that Shohei Otani did something historic and there's no mention of Babe Ruth? Right? That's baseball. That's baseball. Good base, the good that's baseball today uh, out of you there, uh, Jason Stewart. Good, good work as always. Good Thank work. You. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save Progressive.com. Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I want to welcome in Dan Kaplan. He's been a longtime sports business, uh, business reporter. And um, I, I know, Dan, I apologize. I know you were recently laid off by the athletic. Doesn't, it's not a reflection in any way upon your skill and your talents. Matter of fact, that's why I want to call on you to answer this question. How, how are you, by the way, Dan? Okay, Dan, how are you? Hello? Dan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, so um, I'm watching the, uh, it was the USFL over the weekend. And I remember reading where um, The Rock, it had been reported that his league, the, the, the XFL, they'd lost $60 million in the first year. Sixty million, and so I I thought you're the perfect guy. What is the win there? What what is? Why do smart people keep throwing money at professional spring football when they failed so many times previously? Well, the late, latest answer is me, is streaming and media that there's there's must have must need for content in sports is the must have content. Um, but sixty million, while it's a big figure, it's not an astonishing figure. That is what these leagues tend to lose in their first year. More, more telling will be year two if that comes down to say twenty or ten million, it will be on the right track. 
if it stays at 60 million, uh, that that's uh, that's most likely a, a big problem. They have to. I know they need to mix up some cities. Las Vegas was a big was a big failure, but um, uh, 60 million. It's a. It sounds like a lot, but remember the Alliance of American Football. They, they lost. Uh, they didn't even complete their season, and they lost 70, 80 million dollars. It's also what's reported as $60 million, right? Nobody's like, hey, we lost our shirt. We lost way more than that. Um, yeah, that was a Forbes report. I get. I guess the issue is, like, we see all these other prof- – the, the major professional sports leagues, they can lose money, but they can make money, one, on non-football-generated revenue, and secondly, on the value of the franchises – Those don't appear to be two places that minor league football or spring football can generate revenue. So you really have to make money in order to make it work. Right. Like, is there what what is what is the, the best financial outcome for these leagues? Well, clearly the USFL and XFL should merge. It's just silly to have two spring football leagues. Um, in the USFL's case, they're owned by uh, they're owned by NBC, so it's, 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 uh, they can lose more money. It's just an accounting rounding error for Comcast. But uh, in the case of the XFL, it's independently owned, although they have a strong partnership with ESPN. But the investors in the XFL, uh, the Rock, is the most high-profile one, but Redbird Capital, which is very active in sports, uh, in fact, they just announced a deal with an F1 team, uh, they're they're not going to tolerate significant losses for very long. So it'll be interesting to see if the if the losses continue next year, if those two entities, USFL and XFL, finally merge. I um, want to ask you about the WNBA. Are those teams making money? Um. WNBA teams, by and large, are not making money. Um, the one in Seattle does make money. It's a cultural phenomenon there. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see as the growth of women's sports continues exponentially if attendance and TV deals uh, improve. I mean, that, that's really the economics of any professional sports league. Is it's, the, it's the media deal and it's the attendance. And if, that, if those tick up for the WNBA, we could finally see some profitability there. But it's been going 25 years, and it feels like, again, this is, again, outsider. You know the sports business landscape. Dan Kaplan joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Brittany Griner just announced, hey, we're going to fly charter flights. You know, the rest of you, they, they've changed that rule. Like, that sounds great, but it's, it's l- legitimately $100,000 more than their current flights per flight. I, I, actually, I, have to, I, have to, I have to correct myself on something I said earlier. Uh, I said NBC on the USFL. It's actually Fox. So right. uh, quick uh, on-air correction there. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, the, the, the flights, uh, the charters, this has been a festering issue for the WNBA for, for many years that they have to fly commercial. It became an issue when, when Griner was uh, accosted at a Dallas airport and, because they weren't on their own charter. So you can't – the owners – some of the owners want to subsidize the charter flights. The league has said no until all, all the teams can have charter flights. Uh, you know, that, they may have to bend a little on that because it is, it, is, it, is, it is just a sore point for this league that they fly commercial. Yeah, but it's, there's still a dollars and cents issue to it, isn't it? Well, some of the owners are willing to subsidize it. Uh, the, 
the owner of the Brooklyn Nets who owns the WNBA franchise in New York. Uh, he's willing to subsidize it. it the, the question is competitive equity. If one team gets a charter flight and the other team comes in on commercial, there's a competitive disadvantage there. But uh, my, my opinion is if one team can fly the charter, they should. Yeah, but if, if but if you're running a business and you're trying to make money and you're spending exponentially amount more money when you don't have the number of back-to-backs and the type of travel needed in the NBA, it does feel like a frivolous expense. Well, it's not frivolous um, if you have a if you have a team. Look, NFL teams spend huge on stadiums on. Uh, practice fields, on headquarters, on, on all these sorts of things to, to make their teams better on the field. If their teams are better on the field or on the court, that that generally is better for business. It's more playoff games, more interest, higher TV ratings. So it's it's not a it's not a frivolous expense. The, the question for the WNBA is where the wealthier owners want to subsidize that charter flight. Why you know they they, they block it on competitive balance issues. Dan Kaplan joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, Lastly, I think this is kind of interesting. Baseball attendance numbers are up, right? Everything seems to be. Is there a financial? Is there a financial uptick with baseball seemingly figuring out some rule changes that makes it more watchable and fans responding in kind? Is there a financial element to that which helps baseball as well? Well, sure. I mean, attendance, I believe, is up seven or eight percent, um, something of that that order, and that that's clearly goes right to the bottom line. And uh, the, generally, the TV ratings are up. That helps in terms of selling advertising next the next season. Uh, most of the media deals are, are long term contracts. The I mean, the issue that baseball has had is this bankruptcy of the regional sports channels, uh, Bally Sports Networks, or the Diamond Sports Group bankruptcy, and there are a number of teams caught up in that. Uh, but, but putting that aside, you know, baseball looks pretty well financially. There are some question marks like the San Diego Padres, how much they're spending in a smaller market and how that can be sustainable. But overall, the, the financial health of baseball is good. Okay, so what happens there with, with teams, uh, lo- lo- local Bally sports and, and bankruptcy? What, what happens with, with those TV deals? Well, we already saw them. The Valleys said they're walking away from the Diamondbacks deal. Um, so the Diamondbacks are, as, as of July 1st, on their own, and they'll probably be MLB is willing to step in and 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 cover the games uh, at least temporarily, and they guarantee that they will cover 80% of the the rights fee that Valleys was was paying. It, the bank, everybody wants an answer real quick. What what Valleys is going to do with its 12 remaining teams? But until the end of the bankruptcy process. Uh, they don't have to make a decision on that. They they do have to pay the teams the full amount owed. That was a decision on May 31st by the bankruptcy judge. But there's there's really no rush from for valleys to make these decisions. Um, there's no clock ticking over them. Uh, it, it could be six months. It could be three months. It could be one one team here, one team there. They're making economic decisions on which teams make sense to keep in a new valleys that emerges from bankruptcy. Dan, awesome stuff, man. Hey, thanks so much for your time. I love your insight and can't wait to hear what's next for you. 
All right. Thanks a lot. All right. That's uh, Dan Kaplan joining us, longtime sports business reporter. I just learned Discover Credit Cards does something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, those see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I guess therein kind of lies the rub. Um, Byron, I'm, I'm interested in your your perspective on this one. Um, first, let's go XFL, USFL. Uh I can't name one guy, and I struggle to watch it, even though I realize those teams probably beat college football teams, right? They're, they're grown men. They're going to beat college football teams. What do you think is the ultimate upside there? Like, I, just, I feel like they're just money losers, and I don't understand why you, people keep trying to money lose their strategy. I, I, was, I was on your side of this conversation. I have no interest. I don't like watching it. I don't take any interest in it. Does not fill my football fix that I may need. Does nothing for me. Uh, Bucky Brooks, friend of the show, NFL Network, FoxSports.com, the whole deal. He and I were doing a show a few weeks ago, and I was kind of... Getting to the to the point that you're asking, his value and in, in one of the things that he mentioned that I guess I could see is the experimental nature of the rules for the pro game. For me, entertainment wise or any value, zero, none would not be like, hey, let's go to a USFL XFL game. Not of an interest to me. But to be like, okay, how does this review work? How does this referee situation work? What about this with timeouts? There was value in that. I don't know if it's worth having a full league, but yeah. that's what that's that was one of the things that Bucky told me that I could say. Okay, I don't know if it if it justifies having a whole league, but I could see where there would be some benefit of having that. Jay Stu, have you found yourself ever watching a USFO or an XFL game? Nope, not a minute, not a minute of it. Um, no interest whatsoever. What I've always appreciated, though, about um, the USFL and the XFL is they don't they don't try to shame you for not watching them. You know, they're not like Ice Cube or or the WNBA players that are like, oh, there must be something behind us not being successful. It's not that we're just an unwatchable product that <laughs> has no interest. But there has to be something nefarious behind the lack of viewership. Um, I appreciate that. They kind of know who they are. And I appreciate what Dan, your, your, our guest Dan said. Like losing money, I guess, is a part of the the buy-in. Um, and then I guess they see how it it plays the next couple of years. But I can't see myself watching um, either the XFL or USFL or a combination of each uh, for the next couple of years. Well, there's there's several layers to it. Okay, the first part is. You know, they're not top level. You can't, nobody can name any of the players. There's also no equity. You know, even the idea of, well, the Vegas thing didn't work. Let's move the teams. Like, I don't know any of the team's names. I don't know anything about them. And, and I, I don't really want to know about them. And minor league sports doesn't work on TV or streaming. How do I know? Ma- major league baseball has been and had minor league baseball around for 100 years. And I can't tell you anyone who you may pick out like a prospect. If you're a hardcore baseball guy, you may try and see like, what what did he do in Rancho Cucamonga last night? You know, that one guy, maybe. But we don't even have that. There's no correlation to the NFL. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm trying to think of it's like when people 
come to you with a business idea. Like, I got an idea here. I'd love for you to invest in. Like, yeah, I've actually heard that idea for the last 20 years. It's never worked. But tell me why you're different. Like, well, we have the rock. Uh, it doesn't, does, doesn't do it for me. Ramos, what about you? Any level of interest at all? Um, like I may have mentioned before, I, I think I may have stopped by a USFL or XFL game on my way to someplace else. Stop for maybe five minutes just to kind of see. Uh, on, on TV. On, on TV, TV, not physically. Not physically. Oh, no, no. You're talking about actually going to a game? No, no, no. no I'm saying on TV. It's okay. <laughs> no. Going to a game, zero. Stopping on my way to see something else, I did. I was like, okay, cool. And then I think I watched like uh, maybe four plays or whatever the, the plays were. And then I moved on to something else. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I I feel like the hey we only lost 60 this year it's going to get better next year I feel like it's going to get worse I mean it's tough to Dan made a great point a while back and I think he may have said it on the air I don't want to put words in his mouth but it was like when we get done with football we love football so much that when we do get done with it, we we almost need a respite. We need a little break. A little break. And if you yeah. put more football out there, then it's like, ah, it's too much. And I know that sounds weird for people that listen to sports or watch sports to hear something like too much. But sometimes there is a little bit of too much of one thing that needs to kind of, that makes it fun, right? That's why the offseason is so fun, right? The trades are so fun because it's not the actual game. It's like where a player is going. They're not actually playing still. Right, but there's also, you know who the players are, and then there's a tie to the teams and the cities and their logos and all that other stuff. We can't do any of the other fun stuff you can't do. Like, you, like Dan loves to go back and look at all the helmets and uniforms, whatever. Like, you can't do that with USFL. You don't even know their nickname or, or anything. It's just all made up. Just all made up. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That was our progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or call 1 800 Progressive. That call on Valley Sports West. Angels beat the White Sox 2 to 1 on a wild pitch. Mike Trout scores at home. Otani and Trout score the only two ones in the 2 1 win for the Halos. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Byer. What do you got? Doug, a lot to get to today. We start out in the NFL where Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, says multiple teams are interested in free agent running back Dalvin Cook, naming the Jets, Broncos, Patriots, and Dolphins uh, during his appearance on the Rich Eisen Show. But still, no decision by Dalvin Cook on where he will play next. The question is not, is somebody interested? The question is, what do they have to pay to have him play, right? I mean... That's yes. the big thing with all these running backs. Like, do you, do you want Dalvin Cook? Yes. Do you want Dalvin Cook at $13 million a year? Like, no. So that's, I think, what's really interesting is, give me a little like, okay, well, the Dolphins are at this many years, this much money. That we don't know yet. Doug's situation involving the NCAA and the name, image, and likeness policy that schools need to follow uh, in a memo obtained by Sports Illustrated, Front Office Sports, and others. The NCAA is telling their member institutions that they must follow their rules, even if they differ from state laws that would allow them to have NIL rules with their team or protect them with the NAL rules that they may violate. So the NCAA asking teams or schools that they could face punishment if they do not follow the rules, even if the state would allow them to do so. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, for people who go like, well, what precedent is that? Okay, well, perfect example is in the NBA, NCAA, whatever, like if you have a drug testing policy for marijuana, for example, and marijuana is legal if you're 18 in the state, then uh, obviously it's you know, it's going to be viewed differently. So uh, I do think there is precedent. I just don't know what holds up in the in the in court. That's the real question. An awful situation involving NASCAR star Jimmy Johnson. His yeah, in-laws 
were involved in an apparent murder-suicide in Oklahoma on Monday. Three people are dead, including uh, his 11-year-old nephew, uh, but his, it, both in-laws um, are dead. Authorities there, according to TMZ, um, consider his mother-in-law as a suspect in this. But Jimmy Johnson, oh, I, thought not... the, I thought it was the father-in-law. Oh, I, maybe I read it wrong. No, um, I, 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 I was, I was reading and moving and doing it too. So I'll, let me read. You read too. I thought I could be. I mean, again, uh, you do a much better job of the research. Par- yes, the the parents. Uh, the, his in-laws were Jack and Terry Janway. Okay, Jack. Okay, yes, Terry is the suspect. You're right. Yes. So it's the mom. So the, the mom is alleged, again, this is his mother-in-law, is alleged to have shot and killed the nephew and the father-in-law. Yes. Just an awful, awful story. Jimmy Johnson is not going to race this weekend in Chicago. I so yeah yeah so sad yeah so sad so um it's it's making headlines in we like to have a lot of fun in the press sometimes there are stories like this that uh pop that's, up. there's no fun in that no. yeah none at all um in chicago tonight air quality is an issue but as of right now phillies and cubs still on eight o'clock eastern time start canadian wildfires continuing to wreak havoc the u.s senior open which is uh in my uh, backyard in uh, central wisconsin and stevens point this week air quality uh warnings were uh, put out today and for tomorrow but uh, just a problem that so many have been dealing with uh throughout this summer uh, with the smoke coming from those Canadian wildfires. I know, it's even worse for Wisconsin, right? Like, you, we get like a month and a half, two months of good weather, and now we got like smoke where we yes. can't see anything. That's terrible. Yes. Uh, Mark Stein reported that the Phoenix Suns almost traded DeAndre Ayton to the Mavericks during the draft. The deal fell apart because JaVale McGee was part of the trade along with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Rashawn Holmes. Suns were not interested in taking McGee as part of the deal, according to Stein. It's interesting because uh, Frank Vogel had... McGee, when he won an NBA championship, he was a starting center. So that must be a, maybe it's an Isaiah Thomas didn't want him. Uh, Yahoo Sports reporting that the talk around the league is that the Rockets could be targeting Fred Van Vliet uh, in free agency coming up later this week. I feel like the Rockets are just throwing names out there for people to bite when there's like nobody really cares about the Rockets. You're not close to competing, but we got a bunch of money, so we're going to go after and get somebody. And a quick uh, addition to what we talked about earlier, how most fans at the Paris Games won't be able to drink. Yeah. Well, the law was put into effect in 1991 to restrict the public distribution and marketing of alcohol and tobacco in France, um, trying to keep it away from young people. That's according to Yahoo Sports. Even Uh, the Heineken Cup is known as the H Cup in France, according to Yahoo Sports. I did not know that. Yes. C'est bon. Eh oui. That's the the press. That was the press. Okay, so we got to the some of the USFL, XFL stuff. Um, hey, we got a great pod for you. We'll get more into this Lance Armstrong thing. Plus, talk about some Portland Trailblazers. That's in the bonus. It's live now. Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 